Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevach, a good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer Tanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights, LLC, and it is an honor and memory of Rabbi Yosef Halevi Weinberg, Olav HaShalom, Rabbi Moshe Pinchas HaKoyen Katz, Olav HaShalom, and Rabbi Yael HaKoyen Khan, Olav HaShalom. It is also in schus and merit of Rabbi Zevi Cheskel HaKoyen and Risha Katz, the Eidich Yomim B'Shanim Tevis, for many long, healthy years. We began Chapter 7 in Tanya. And Chapter 7 is a continuation of Chapter 6, where the Alter Rebbe is dissecting and explaining the very anatomy of existence which conceals the divine. In chapters 2 through 5, we learned about the divine itself, how it manifests in the divine soul and the divine faculties. And as the Alter explained it, that Kedusha, holiness, is everything and anything that is bottle, that is completely sublimated and dedicated and committed to a higher presence of godliness, and the purpose of existence, the godly purpose of existence, that Kedushin. Sitra Achra, on the other hand, the other side, is, is something that is self-oriented. We're not necessarily calling it completely antithetical to godliness, but it already has its own identity, its own consciousness. And in that itself, there are two types of klipa. Now why is it called klipa? As we explained, klipa is a shell. It's a husk, a peel. On its own, it's there to protect the fruit within. But on its own, it can also conceal the fruit within. So the Sholosh Klippus Atmeis is one category of Klippus, three impure, totally impure husks, which completely conceal the divine within them. There's definitely divine because they're created by God. But they conceal it, and that's why they're off limits. And then, that was the end of chapter 6, in chapter 7, Al-Tarebbe began, Achnefes, it begins with the things in existence, the entities and, uh, and in existence that receive their energy from another level of klipa, a higher level, what he calls a higher, a fourth level, after the three klippas, the fourth called klipas neuga, the bright shell, or the bright peel, if you wish, which is also a veil, But it's a veil that's more transparent. It, it, the, the divine within can be seen and can be freed and redeemed. And this is what gives life to all the neutral ex- matters in existence that are not holy, but also not off limits. Basically, all the, co- all the kosher, quote-unquote, pleasures and involvements in this world. And he described, as we discussed last week, the nefesh ha-chayunis ha-bamish the first thing is the life force, the soul and spirit that energizes the animal soul within the Jew. Then the nefashas and behemas v'chayas ha'efes v'dogim tehedim u'mutarim b'achila. The spirit within the animals, within the cattle, within the animals, birds and fish, which are permissible to eat and are pure and permissible to, lead, to, to hate him instead of being Tomei, which means off-limits. And the Chiyim V'chayis Kol HaDeimim, 
the sustenance and life force of everything that is in the, in the mineral world, and v'gam, we call that tzameach hamuter ba'achila, and all the tzameach that's allowed to be eaten. In contrast to the things that are not allowed, as we learned in the end of chapter 6. And then finally, v'chein, kiyum, chavachayis, kol ha-maisa, dibur, machshove, b'inyoni elem haze, Every worldly act, spoken word, and thought in matters of this world, which does not have any trace, does not have any trace of a prohibition in the Torah, not a root nor branch, from the 365 negative mitzvahs, and their offshoots, whether biblical and rabbinic. And then he continues. So then what's the, what's the problem with them? But they're not necessarily directed toward the sake of heaven. Now what are they? This is the Rotsan Agu This is the desire, it's motivated by the, bo- the body's and the physical desire toward these items. So they're not going against God, but they're also self-oriented. That's why it's a clipper. So all these things, and then he adds, And even if for this activity, he's doing in order for simply to be healthy. In order to be sustain yourself, but it's not l'shem shemayim; it's just to live and be healthy and be fit. So all these things, these are not better than the than the than the action, speech, and thoughts that come from the animal soul. And that animal soul comes from what? So he says, all of this is b'madrega hakol kasher lakoyel. All this comes to the Madrega Shenis. So it's a long statement until he comes back and says, All this comes from the second level, higher level of Klippa, of a shell, Sheba Klippa's Visitra which is called Shiklippa Rivis Anikras Klippa Snega. That's the fourth Klippa called Klippa Snega, the bright Klippa, the bright shell. Why is it bright? Because this is not off limits. You're allowed to eat and drink, but eating and drinking on one hand, as we shall soon learn, it's involved in the involvement of this world. It's not, it's not godly on its own. On the other hand, it's not anti-godly. And it's going to be up to us how we will use it, as we shall be learning so, shortly. So that's called the bright clipper because the divine within it is not completely and utterly concealed. So when you think of it this way, to put it in, in, in Balabatish in more practical terms, think of it like this. The true reality is only the divine reality. Nothing else but godliness. In simple uh, English, it means if an artist creates a piece of art, that art is only one thing. It's a product of the artist. The same thing God created existence. All it is is a product of, of the divine, of the creator, of the cosmic artist, the cosmic engineer, cosmic architect. However, God created this art or this reality in a way that we don't always see the, the, the creator within it. And we could deny the creator, or we can ignore. 
So then the question is, how is the dynamics of that? How is it possible when all of existence is really just divine energy, the energy of the Creator, just like when I speak now, every nuance, every letter, every word I say is coming from my mouth. So how is it possible that the words should have an independent reality? My words can't suddenly take off and become independent. They are an extension of whatever I want them to be, to be expressing. And this is not just an example. The heavens and existence came from the Asada, my modest Nivrael, and from God's words, from God's speech. So how could they be, be denied or, or not be cognizant and aware of the divine that's giving them their very sustenance? All of existence is basically God's words or God's breath. So the answer is, like we learned in the previous chapter, that it went through the divine energy through many levels of concealment, level after level, to the point that it's concealed the divine. So even though it is an expression of, divine, of energy, but the energy is concealed, so there are states that it's completely concealed. And that's why it's completely antithetical to the divine, the Shal Shkripus Go back to chapter 6, just the, the words, just to go back where he explains how Sitra Akhra evolves. There's something that's Dover Nifrit Bifinatsme, Enema Kabba Chais Mikdushase, Mepchinis Pnimis Kagdushim Mohusavats Musa Bekvedibatsma, but only from Chinis Acharayim. It's getting energy, but only from a very external or, or, or uh, outer, uh, outer level. And it goes through Shayedim Madregla Madrega Revovis Madregas Bishtal Shusemis Derech Ilav Olvit Simtsumim Rabim Achin Smaid Kol Kacha Erva Achais Miyutacha Miyut. Essentially saying that this energy goes through a whole evolution of stages, stage after change, and concealments and diminishments after diminishments to the point Achayochal is Samsung Lestabri Bechinis Golis. To the point that it's literally in a state of Golis. That the Creation, going back to the example of the words, the expression, the creation of this creator, even though all it is is the energy of the creator, but it's now in a state of golos. The energy is essentially displaced, is giving energy to something that's denying or at least ignoring its source. And that's why the world is called, and we're reading still from chapter 6. And that's why the world is filled It's difficult and a very harsh world that we live in, hostile world. And the wicked dominate in it and prevail. And then he went on to say, and in that there are two levels of clippers. So one level of clip is where it's all concealed and that's off limits. Now we're talking about the rest of the world. Most of the world that we deal with is not off-limits. It's part of life. But yet it's a clipper because it can, it's, it can be focused on self, not on the divine energy. So just a matter of the extent. Well, it's not just a just. It's a qualitative big major difference. The Shalashkipasatmeyas completely deny and ignore the divine and, and even defy the divine. The Klippus Nega has the possibility to go both directions. On one hand, you could use it for divine purposes and recognize the artist within it or the, or the creator within it. You could recognize that existence is really just an extension of the divine, of godliness. 
Or it can go the other direction. Or neutral, like he says, it's not L'Shem Shemayim. It's for the purpose of being healthy or just being, for sustaining yourself. But since it's not directed and not expressing the honor and glory of the force that gives it its very substance, its very substance and its very reality, that's why it's called Klippas Nega. So when you look at it now, you can look at the world and essentially see three things. You see things that are revealing the divine, the things that are bottle, that are selfless and are completely sublimated and dedicated to channel the divine will and purpose within it. You have things, the other extreme, that do not do that. That's the Shal Shlippus And then you have the rest of the world, which is most of our engagements and involvements, which is the level of Klippus Nega. So that's what we learned inside, just reviewing it, it's bright, it's a bright, it's a clipper, but it's bright, meaning the, the divine can shine through it. And now he continues. Now let's continue reading. So, if to go back to the previous sentence. So all this, he said, all these things, Akol kashel akayel, nishpa v'nimshach. Nishpa v'nimshach. which means they are powered, nishpa, and um, the flow is coming from, and it's transmitting from, where? From the second and higher level of klippa, which is called sitra akhir, the other side, which is called the fourth level, the fourth klippa, referred to the bright klippa, klippa snega. So in the Merkavis Yecheskel that he mentioned at the end of chapter 6, after talking about three things that are, that, uh, that refer to the three impure klippas, he then says, and that is the Klippa Snega, which is the bright clip. So reading the sentence, so he continues continue reading, this Klippa Snega that is in this world, in this physical world, the world that is called the world of action, in contrast to what? To the higher worlds. The world of Yitzira is the, is the world higher than Asiya, before that is the world of Bria, creation. Before that is the world of Atsilas, as we learned earlier. So Asiya is the lowest of these worlds. So the Klippa now is in the world called Elam Hazah, this world, our world, our physical world. This is called Elam Asiya, which is Rubei Kekulei Which means that the, the, the primary and the predominating force in this world is Ra. But he only says rubeira. It's not kuleira. When you talk about shalosh klipas atmeyas, he said before einbehem tevklal. They have no good at all. Here he's saying rubeira. But let me read one more line, then I'll explain. And only a little good is mixed in it. Okay, so this is based on words in Kabbalah. Arizal, the Kisra Arizal, the Tamid Arizal, that talk about just like there are four worlds, there are four worlds are also four dimensions in the evolution of how what we call Ra emerges. Now this is important to emphasize. The word Ra is usually translated as the word evil. But this is not necessarily the correct translation. Because 
In Atzilus there is no evil. God is kulei teif. So a world of godliness, everything is good. So what, is, what does it mean? And even the world of Bria and Yitzira and Asiya, except the lowest world of Asiya, these are high spiritual worlds. Ganeid Na'elian is in Bria. Yitzira is Ganeid Na'tachtin, the lower Ganeidin. The Malachim, the angels called the Srafim, the fiery angels burning with passion for God, is in the world of Bria. So how could, how could we say what it says in, the, in, the, in Kabbalah, that it says there, Rube Toiv, in Bria. Which means, Miyute is, is uh, Ra, as he says there. Then comes the world of Yitzir, and he says, Mechza, Mechza, it's half, half. Half good and half Ra. And Nasir, as we just read, is, which, is, which is what concerns us here, is Rube, Kekule Ra. And there's only a miute teiv, which is mixed in there. How could you say that on these higher spiritual worlds? So that's really because ra is not the right translation, evil. It includes also, could also be evil. When we say evil, we say yimach shemei, Hitler yimach shemei. The Nazis are a classic example of evil. Evil behavior, evil people, cruel people. But the truth is evil is a process of evolution of divine energy that gets concealed. It doesn't begin with something that is pure evil. It begins with a concealment, and the entity is not fully aware and cognizant of the divine energy within it. It's what we would call a form of dissonance. You may recall that when he spoke in chapter 6, he actually used the word... I just want to read a line that he spoke in chapter 6. So he was talking there, in the beginning of chapter 6... So he said there, the Klippas Nega. He already quoted Klippas Nega there. So he says that there are the, the, the ten faculties of the animal soul and the three garments. He didn't yet break down the two categories of Klippas, but he spoke about it in the beginning of chapter 6. And then he said that this is he continues to speak about what, what are these negative facu- so-called the faculties of the animal soul. So he says these are the impure and the polluted forces. And all this, this all the thought, speech, and action that are not directed toward God, that are done, I call hevel, and that what was the expression he used there? I call hevel, ruach. He brought the expression ruus ruach, a strain to the spirit. In other words, a, a form of dissonance of the spirit. And that's from Kehelis. And then he brought from the Zayar, Shein Tuviru Derucha. They are destructive, they break the spirit. What does that mean? So you see, the word ruus there is not ra'az and evil, there's a break, a certain strain, a certain dissonance and disconnect. So Ra really begins with a disconnect. Essentially, it begins with God concealing himself. We know the famous example from the Magid, where he said that the example of, the, of a father who hides from his child in order to elicit the ingenuity of the child to find the father. And that's the example of the soul coming down to this world, in a dark world, where God conceals himself. But the goal of the concealment is not to conceal, it's to reveal. It's to elicit even deeper strengths than 
a soul in heaven where, where the divine is not concealed. What happens, however, if the concealment is intense and the child stops looking and stops seeking, then it's a misunderstood silence or a misunderstood concealment, and that can lead to all problems. So the intention was revelation. But the concealment, when you see it as an end in itself, can lead to other problems. So essentially, all negative things, even the darkest moments in this world, all evolve from the concealment of the divine. In higher levels, it's just a concealment. But as it gets further down, and that's the meaning in each of the worlds, in each world, the concealment becomes more intense. So in Bria, Bria is already a world. It's not a completely seamlessly divine structure like it is in Atzillus. Atzillus is like the Merkava of the Ovis. 24-7, they were completely channels, transparent channels to the divine will. In Bria, there's already an independent entity. So it's true, it's still that independent entity chooses and is connected to godliness. But there's already an independent consciousness. That's why you say, Rube Toiv. And Miyute Ra, means there's already a sense of self. So Ra, not necessarily in the word evil, in the word of a self. And we learned before that what defines Sitra Akhre, just the mere fact that it's not bottled till the course. He said clearly, it doesn't have to be evil. It doesn't have to be anti-godliness. As soon as it has its own self, that's the beginnings. Now this will continue to be concealed, the divine. In Yitzhira Mechza, Mechza, which doesn't mean literally 50-50 quantitatively. It's the concept that there now you have self and divine, and they're like equal forces. And then in Asiya, Rube Ra. Why? Because the concealment is so intense now, the self is now dominant. And we're talking about Klippas Neger. We're not even talking about Shalosh Klippas Atmez. That's the lowest it can fall. And that's where you're talking to shame, Gavrim Bay, and the world is completely an evil world in that sense. Not a completely evil world, I should say. There are evil forces in this world. That's the ultimate concealment. But even before that, in Klippas Nega, is what he's discussing here, that he says, the Klippas Shebe Elam Nikra Elam Rube Kakulera means Rubik Akulim, most of it. Predominantly, it's a state that is not divine, which, in other words, is Ra, a deep dissonance, which can lead to actual evil. We're not denying that, but it doesn't have to be a cruel and evil act. The mere fact that the divine is concealed is already a state that's not reality. It's not the truth. The truth would be that all we are is an expression of God's speech, of God's creation. But this is where we are. But since it's Klippas Nega, there's still good mixed in it. In other words, you could find the Elokus. You could find the Divine. And you could direct your eating and drinking and all the things that come from Klippas Nega. Your thought, speech, and action of the matters of the world. You could direct it L'Shem Shemayim. You could also not. But you could. Which has to tell us that it's not completely off limits. Shalosh Kippasat is we're not allowed to enter there. We're not allowed to say, I'm going to do a sin, L'Shem Shemaim, God forbid. No, it's supposed to be off limits, completely off limits, because the divine energy there is completely concealed. But in Klippas Nega, this, this, which is, the, which is, the, which is the, the majority of this world, the neutral things. And again, he spelled out what they all are in the beginning of the chapter. He spelled the, the animal soul. And um, the, the spirit and soul in, the, in all the cattle, animals, and birds, and fish that are, that are kosher. 
and everything in Doimim, in the world of mineral, and everything in the world of Tzemeil that's allowed, that's kosher, for, that allowed to be consumed and eaten, and all the energy that energizes, all the actions, the speech, and the thoughts in this matters of the world. We're not talking about in Yonah Gdusha. That's Gdusha, in Yonah of the world. That is all under the domain of this Klippus Nega in Elam Hazeh, which is Rubik Kulira, but Ma'atev Mu'urav Besecha. There's some good that's it. It's essentially like we explain, take for example, the difference between a coconut or a walnut. So there the nut is a very thick shell and completely covers up. It's very hard to pierce. When you talk about, for example, the shell, the peel of a grape, that's transparent. You can see the fruit within. So the clip is there, meaning it is this material world and material activities, but it's nega, it's bright. And that is Akmaatev Mura Besecha. And then he says in the brackets, boys Which now also helps understand what he said at the end of chapter one. The little good that we're talking about, this good is it's not just a, a, a theoretical. From that is the source of the positive qualities of the animal soul, as explained before in chapter one, the Baishonim Rachmonim Gemli Chasodim. The nature of being of being uh, of baishonim gamely baishonim having shame, sense of sensitivity, compassionate, and giving. Even though he only brought two of the three there in the actual language, that's a midateva, and that's in the animal soul. How is it possible? Because the animal soul is not kulera; it's not shol shlipsatmeis. The animal soul is klipasnega, and klipasnega has some good in it. And from there come those midas tevis, those good qualities and positive qualities. So now we've established something which is vital in the way we look at the universe. Remember, Tanya is coming to give us a lens of how to look at existence, not just superficially, not just on the surface level, but to really see it for what it is. So now when we look at the world in which we are, this Elam Hazah, we see. We see things that can be extremely negative and terrible, horrible things that have happened in history and and cruel things. We see things that are beautiful, noble acts. But then we see a whole world which is essentially, I call it neutral, because it's not this direction, that direction. From the Tanya's point of view, that's already not godly. That's already sitra akhra, the other side. But it's the predominant elements of what we do in, this, in life. What are we mostly busy with during the day? Surviving. A third of our lives were asleep. So that's right away there. Well, sleep is neither Gdusha nor Shal Shlipus Atmeis. It's in the realm of Klipus Nega. We eat, we drink, we go to work, we take care of our families, all the other things that we do. So they may not be directed against God, but they're not necessarily Shem Shemayim. But they potentially are. And that's how we look at this world. It's a Klippa. So it is a shell, but it's a shell that can be managed. It's a shell that can be harnessed, that can be directed and guided. And the continuing chapter, he's going to teach us how to do that. But the next section is going to be, where he's going to explain how this level of klipasnege is an interface between the darkest three, the three totally impure shells and gdusha and holiness. So essentially it's going to be like an interface that allows us to elevate existence. And that we'll learn in the next uh, shir. So we'll stop here. Again, chapter 7, early sections of chapter 7. Tanya applied. 
please go to tanyaapply.com where you can find all the programs till, until now and also submit any question you would like to ask. Be well. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapply.com for archived classes and more resources.